I'm Kirsty Logan, and this is my co-host Heather Parry. Hello. Hello. Um, what an episode! <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing today? Today we are ending our fantastically successful series one, <laughs> <laughs> season one. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's a, the more American way. Yeah, I think it? we say series, and American TV shows seem to say season because I think they go seasonally. Oh yeah, because you get like three months worth of yeah. TV. Whereas you only get six weeks I don't even know how on do any it. TV show in the UK. Maybe anyway. that's changed. Maybe. Anyway, anyway. We, we had a ten week. I guess that's more of a series. Hmm. Anyway. God doesn't rude. really matter. Let's all get class rings. Yeah. We'll go to the homecoming oh dance. And let them on jackets. Um So we are gonna be talking about all the books that we covered in series one, comparing them, finding who's the dumbest heroine. Who's the sexiest sociopath bad boy? Best meatloaf. Best meatloaf. Um, and ultimately, which is the pointiest point horror? Which is the pointiest point horror? We'll have a horror off. Mm-hmm. A point off. God, that's hard to say. Horror, 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 horror. Yeah, I always horror. like to pick the things I can't actually say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a point off, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, and then we are going to let you know how the next few months are going to pan out. Mm-hmm. Because we know you're desperate to know. Mm-hmm. Um but you have we to dig? wait to the end. Let's dig straight Let's in. Let's dig right in. Okay, our first book <gasps> is The Lifeguard oh, the by memories. Richie Tangerley Music. So long ago. So long ago. So long ago. So as you may remember, The Lifeguard was about Kelsey, who was going on holiday on an island, um, and the girl had gone missing, and why couldn't we just hurry up and accept that she was dead well, already? just get over the fact that she's gone? She's been missing for two days. Why are you not over it yet? She's been missing for 45 minutes. Don't she's be dead. Morbid. Get over it. Stop talking about Who it. Who was she? I can't even remember. <laughs> she loved leaving notes for people. She so did, didn't she? That's the best thing about mm-hmm. her. But she's dead now. Mm-hmm. Forget about her just and get over on. it. Move on. Uh, she also, Kelsey fell down a lot. Oh, yeah. If you recall. Mm-hmm. Um, and was generally a bit dumb and there was the real rich asshole oh yeah his Who, dad owns this beach i own this beach mm. no you don't you don't at she, best your family his does. name was skip skip because we would have rather gone out with a skip with rubbish in it i maintain that <laughs> <laughs> i agree i would choose a packet of skips over skip the rich dickhead mm-hmm. uh so More that was that one mm-hmm Next up. How did it, wait, oh, I, wait. I've, how did it end? I wonder if we can remember the endings of any of these books because the endings tend to be the worst bit. And a few people on our Twitter hmm. have pointed out that they can't remember the endings. Let's see if we can guess without looking. Who done it? Oh, well, remember they thought it was <laughs> the Jamaican pirate. <laughs> That's the, Rastamouse. Ra- they thought it was Rastamouse. Um, but they, it wasn't Rastamouse. Wasn't it Skip? Hadn't they found her alive in a cave? Yeah, everyone was alive. It wasn't Skip. Oh, we it thought was it was Skip. one of her brothers. It wasn't Neil with an E. Mm, no, it wasn't. Because he was meant to be the sexy one. Do you know what? I'm going to look. Um, by the way, listeners, I feel I should give you an insight into Heather's editing process because she's put sticky post-its in this book and the one that's sticking up says in massive letters, sexism. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am such a post-it note whore. Oh, another one says, lol. <laughs> this is everything that you say on these books is either sexist or lol. Lol. <laughs> um, yeah, so it wasn't Neil with an E. Another, another one of my favourite bits of marginalia is just, fuck me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I write quite a yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I've remembered who it was. Justin. Oh, yeah. Her brother. Her new brother. Stepbrother. Stepbrother. Yeah. Or was it? Do you know what? It wasn't even that long ago that we read this book. <laughs> it was like two months. <laughs> My God. Justin Dunnett. It wasn't Neil who was always in shadow and had black eyes. Neil with an E. Neil with an E. Yeah. It should have been him. Mm-hmm. But it's because it they write themselves into corners and then have to just dig themselves out, sometimes literally dig themselves out of that hole. I think we also made a mistake by doing the lifeguard and then the witness because they were almost indistinguishable. Because they were both set on a beach. No. No, the witness was in the house. You're just thinking it was on a beach because there's a beach on the cover. No. The blurb begins sand, surf, sun. Roxy lives for the summer. Surf. That's a beach. Which one am I thinking of then? (laughs) The really bad R.L. Stein one in the house. No, it, that could be any that of them. Is that That's one. the babysitter. No, this is in a house. They're all like in a... houses. They were all in. They all have got houses. This one, the lifeguards in a house as well. This is the one in her stepdad's a playwright. Yeah, I remember that one. Oh yeah. No, okay. It, yeah, this is no, why I'm yeah. confused because the beach has almost no relevance to the book. No, I know. It's just that she likes the beach. That's, isn't the witness it? is the one. So, in the witness, the girls bet on who gets a date with, with this Lee guy, Bloom. With Lee Bloom, who always Roxy, wears a cap. Remember, yes. and, and her white friend, <laughs> her super white white friend. <laughs> I've got tons of white friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> but she's so white; she's always dressed in white. And she has white blonde hair as well. Yeah. R.L. Stein. There you go. <gasps> Not saying he's a white supremacist. Just merely posing the question. Merely asking. Mm-hmm. Not asserting. In case <laughs> any lawyers Legally are listening. Legally is different. <laughs> we found out today, didn't we, that R.L. Stein is 75. I know. In a couple of months. I'm going to say he looks good for it, but he's probably got plugs. He must average about three books a year for his entire life since he was born. <laughs> I was going to say, I reckon I'm more like ten. Yeah. Um, which explains the quality. Um, yeah, so there's a beach on the cover, and the cover is a hand covered in seaweed. And then it barely occurs in the entire rest of the book. And well, they've mentioned sand, surf, and sun on the cover. Well, it is on a beach, isn't it? No. Which bits? Uh, maybe it's not. Oh, well, they go in the cigarette boat. I don't know. <laughs> they do go in so the they, lo- they live doesn't, by the sea. Doesn't she stumble over a body at one point, which then is never mentioned again, and you don't know whose body it is? Or is that, in, see, that's in the life card. We're already mixing them up. <laughs> and, no, um, remember this is where she touches the corpse, and then it's a mop. Oh, and then it's a mop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, how could I forget? And how she breaks into his house, mm-hmm. and um, she takes the pictures, and then at the end, the pictures all fall out of her. Glove compartments. Oh, yeah. Where she should have her Percy Pigs if she yep. was normal. Yep. And um, some empty cassette mm-hmm. decks. <laughs> empty cassette boxes. Boxes, thank you. Christ. Long day. <sighs> Long season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither of them were great, were they? I mean, that 
The Lifeguard was a million times better than this. This is probably the shittest book the I think so really? far. Okay. Yeah. The shittest. Let's call it the shit. The shit. The <laughs> um, that's great. That's quietly really good, Kirsty Logan. Why didn't really we funny. do that on the actual episode? <laughs> the shitness. Let's go back and edit it. <laughs> okay. The shitness by Robot Stein. And had he killed someone? Fuck, who was the killer in that one? I can't remember any of them. I know. Jesus. Okay, no, wait. Let's wait, try wait, wait. and remember. So there was a bet. Oh, no, it was the it was the friend. Remember, it was his friend who'd killed someone. His friend. No, I think was... we were supposed... <laughs> she thought it was his friend for a while. Because remember then... <laughs> it was Terry. Oh, wait. Lee kills Terry at the end. Because Terry is the killer. Or puts the screwdriver into his throat. Oh. No, no, I think Lee has killed someone oh, and then they Lee think it's along. Terry. And then it he was... tries to kill her with the rudder of the cigarette boat. Do you remember? I see. And then Lee got taken to prison. That was it. Okay, so he he really is the sexy sociopath. Well, he's not he sexy, but sociopath. they all fancy yeah. him and he is the killer. Yes. Yellow cigarette boat as well. And That's then it, I ends on, it ends on the quip <laughs> because Ursula takes his hat as he's carted off to prison. Let me just. So they get put him in the back of the prison van, which in my head is black and white striped, like in a cartoon. And then <laughs> Ursula takes his hat and puts it on her head and says, Looks like I won the bet. Hey, Roxy, guess what? I win the bet. Yep. Oh, Bob. Oh, my God. So many people are dead. <laughs> lol, lol, lol. So the shitness, uh, terrible. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. However, we started on a low. But it got better. We peaked. We almost. peaked almost with the perfume in episode three. Caroline B. Cooney. The paper viper. The paper viper. What a fucking classic. It was brilliant. Love this book. We've already talked about this book earlier today. That's how good it was. We talk about it most times Just now. as part of our daily conversation. <laughs> good morning. The perfume, right? Yeah. Hey, Wing. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Dove and Wing. Paper viper. Wing. <sighs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Let's not let's not say it's Completely a work of batch. incredible art, but I mean, I love it. Mm. I love the cover with its beautiful green and pink shade, kind of my colours. Yeah. I love that. I love this snake-shaped perfume bottle. I like you're doing some kind of snake charming <laughs> wavy arms right now. Okay. They're wavy text arms. Oh, I see. That's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. The sweet smell of evil. <laughs> and it was the smell of evil. It was. Remember she tried to make oh, her... Um, teacher all poisoned with it and it didn't work oh yeah mm. she uh, she went up to the front of class and did a dance and wafted perfume at him and nobody <laughs> not really reacted to this <gasps> dry ice dry ice the shop the shop oh my word that has the dry ice coming out of it and you leave moist <laughs> <laughs> and this this was the one where they had the hot air balloon festival timmy sexy timmy non-sexy timmy mallet or south park <laughs> So that was that one. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Genius. Not the shitness. No, no. And then we had Teacher's Pet, Mm -hmm. Richie Tankersley Cusick. Which does not need to have a cat on the cover. Mm, No. That cat was there purely so they could have used the phrase Teacher's Pet. Um, And this was, was it Katie? Kate. Kate. Oh, Um, yeah. And Miss Bunston. Kate that everyone fancied for no apparent reason. And her fat teacher, Mm Miss Bunston. Miss Bounston. Miss yeah. Miss Cakey Fatface. <laughs> who, whose only personality trait was that she was ridiculous. And she literally bounced 
places and landed on her bottom a lot. In Poison Ivy, <laughs> if you recall. Yeah, but Kate up. was so brilliant that it actually terrified uh, Gideon Drew, her yeah. writing teacher. She's so brilliant that it's scary. It was terrified him. And Drusilla. Oh, yeah, who spoke in rhyme and wore a veil. Who ended up being Pierce Cronin. Yes. Pierce Cronut. Pierce Cronut. Yes, now I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Gideon had purple eyes and he wore a jumper the same colour as his the eyes. Exact same violet colour as his eyes. Youch, Gideon. Oh, and remember um, Rapey Denzel? Yeah, who emerged Stalker. with a cowboy hat through a hedge or whatever like it was. Like the Cheshire Cat. Like Homer Simpson yeah. backwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the end, he was like, I'm going to stalk you. I'm going to murder you in your bed. Oh, <laughs> and Gideon uh, gives Kate to him oh, yeah. as a prize. Because he's, he's earned, earned it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favourite thing about this is that there was a corpse and they may have seen it in the trash. And it was never mentioned again. <laughs> and nobody wondered who it was or did anything about it. And they never found anything out about it either. And there was also so much blood in her bathroom that <laughs> the walls and floor were completely drenched with blood and nobody wondered or where said, the blood came from. Do you know what, go home. Do you know what, move. this is not okay. Oh, <laughs> he got trapped by a bear trap that he'd <gasps> set himself. <laughs> that was Pierce Cronut did that. Yes. Who he? I imagine him. Now we're talking about the Simpsons. I imagine him as that episode of the Simpsons where Homer has got a donut for a head. I was going to say it's amazing he can do anything through his um, flaky pastry crust. I know. How can you see? If you had a donut for a head, that's the only excuse why you would fall into a bear trap that you yourself set. You can't see because I'm pastry. Because there's no eyes. I've, I've, I'm not really a person. Didn't bake any eyes into this cronut. And you wouldn't have baked a mouth, so in fact you wouldn't be able to say. So you'd just go. <laughs> Pierce. And then you'd flake a bit. The struggle is real. <laughs> struggle is real. <laughs> so then we had the girlfriend. With the cover that has a phrase on that's never said in a book, where in the book there is a really good phrase that they could have used. So on the cover, there's a note that says, be mine always, which is not in the book. Now no. in the book, the girlfriend frequently says, you're my baby now. Well, the non-girlfriend. Well, the non-girlfriend. Yeah. The girl that he fucked and then couldn't understand why she didn't instantly go away. (laughs) Oh, yeah, so we should say about what that was about. So that was about the hilariously named Scotty Singleton. Singleton. uh, Young Chamber of of Commerce Teen of the Year. For doing literally nothing. They were like, here, have some money. $500 each. For for nothing. Um, And so basically his girlfriend goes away for the weekend and he fucks someone else. And then can't understand why she won't go away. Yeah, and he's like, oh my god, she keeps showing up all these places that I am. I, that I never, she also goes to. And he doesn't tell her that he's got a girlfriend. And then he's like, why does she keep following me around? Why does she think that we're doing something? And then he thinks he's shaken her to death. And then takes her corpse to his girlfriend's house. Oh yeah, that's true. And he thinks he's killed her. And then he says, you're going to get cold. No, uh, and then something about, shouldn't you be making me dinner? Yeah, well, no, he said, no, that was it. She was going to make him dinner, and then he said, isn't dinner going to be getting cold? Aren't you going to be getting cold? He is a genuine lizard-blooded murderer. Yeah, like sexist. Where's my post-it note? He is evil. Where's the sexist post-it note? I must take it out. (laughs) It should be in all of them, really. Yeah, true. Um, Yeah, he was... uh, Full on evil, and again, because it's R.L. Stein, 
ends with a quip. Mm-hmm. It was that was one of the most batshit. And do you remember it got full on like a Beckett play at the end? It was like an exercise in surrealism at the end. She stabbed him with the skiing ski pole. pole, and it just becomes bizarre, absolutely bizarre. And nobody says to him, "Oh, did you actually? Did you try and murder her?" Did you? Oh, ha ha ha! Let's just go and have some dinner. What? Yeah. And they were back together at the end, him and his girlfriend, weren't they? That, I think that one was the most troubling one. Because it wasn't presented to be troubling. No. It was like, look at that fucked up redhead mm-hmm. that won't leave him alone. Rather than like, look at this murderer. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's killed her, just because he hasn't. I don't, I've never been in a situation where I think I've murdered someone. Have you? No. <laughs> exactly, it's not <laughs> a normal thing. asking me that? <laughs> Like, you never know. I'd be like, well, not, not today. <laughs> not this week. No, of course not. But yeah, it's not a normal thing that you can then go, oh, fine. No, I thought, okay. no it's cool. I thought I had killed them, but they weren't really dead. Therefore, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I, I strangled someone, but she didn't die. I did shake so her and strangle her, but okay. she didn't die. So yeah. we're all cool. Yeah. Bob's I feel fine. like this book, like you could read this book the way that we would read something like American Psycho. Mm. Oh, wait, no, I think I said that at the time. Like, it wants to be Fatal Attraction, but it's actually American Psycho. Yeah. Because the whole book is, like, this guy who is horrible and repeatedly does really, really horrible things for which he refuses to take any responsibility, and yet he's like, why bitches be cray? And he's a whingy little man, baby. Mm, Yes. (laughs) So we didn't love that one. No. (laughs) However, again, every time there's a shit one... We then get a good one. Oh, yeah, one yeah. of my faves. So next we had Dream Date by Sinclair Smith, um, which, I don't know, kind of hard to slag off. We actually really like this one. Actual meatloaf, in it? Actual meatloaf. Mm-hmm. So it's about Katie, who wants a boyfriend, and then starts having sex of dreams. Masturbating. About, um, yeah, <laughs> um, About Heath, mm-hmm. who's like a kind of cliche biker bad boy. Heath Granger. Heath Granger. That's that was it. it. Not Heath Ledger. I know, I almost said him. that then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, but he starts to kind of come into her real life. He becomes really controlling. And it's so clearly a metaphor for an abusive, controlling relationship. Yes. Which is very clever, I thought. Yeah, and it does it really well when she talks about his three characters mm-hmm, that he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember, they're Mr. Wonderful, the Scottish Mr. McNasty, and the poor little boy. Um, this is only page 78 that she's come up with this brilliant yeah, yeah. understanding she's of She's over his shit yeah. so early on. So immediately almost. And then um, she gets gaslighted. Gaslit? Mm-hmm. Gaslit. Mm. Gaslit. Gaslit. By him a little bit. Um, and then, how does it end? She destroys him. By having him... She forces him to crash his motorcycle. That's it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I know. She's the best heroine, I think. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. She has her one dumb moment where she can't open the shower because she's too wet. <laughs> the shower She's in the shower. Scene. She can't oh, open the God. door. She's too hot. She's too wet. She can't <laughs> open the door. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a temporary thing. She doesn't panic. I love that scene so yeah. much. Oh, my God. <laughs> what I also like about your copy of this is that Someone bought it from somewhere where it was $39. Uh, Can't have been... KN. What's that? What currency is that? Like... I don't know. Malaysian dollar or something like that? A kroner? 
But that why would it be a dollar sign? I don't know what that is, K N. But is that is that not just some kind of serial number, K N zero zero two six nine? Well, does it not? I don't well, know. Well, thirty nine dollars. I would no. It's not going to be in American or Canadian or Australian dollars, is it? Or maybe like Singaporean. Could be. Or Hong Kong dollar. Could be. Um, if you know, <laughs> do let us know. Wait, is Korean? Name in? Is it Korean? Korean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I said that like that. Um, I love to clarify. It's not that I've been to all these places and have forgotten where I bought the book. I think I bought it online and obviously wherever it was bought that. originally. That's what I love about buying second-hand books, though, when you've got the little name mm. or an inscription or a weird currency. Mm-hmm. Not that it's weird, sorry to... It's just unfamiliar Koreans to and Singaporeans <laughs> and Hong Kong. I remember once, like, years ago, my brother was talking to somebody online who, unfortunately, I think was American. Hashtag not all Americans. And um, the person he was talking to made reference to him buying something and said, how many dollars is it? And my brother said, oh, well, it's so-and-so, but we don't have dollars. And the guy was like... You guys don't have money? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not all Americans. Not all Americans. But, um, all one. Americans. One dumb American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Weird, this got a weird, badly designed cover. Doesn't it? It yeah. doesn't look like the rest. Does it say Point Horror anywhere on it? No, see, I think the one I've got is like a one that was part of a different series, but mm. I think the Point Horror cover is way better that's got the kind of dusky pink on it. Oh, yeah, it's it is beautiful. really good. Um, oh, it does say Point. Anyway, this, oh, okay. this is boring detail. Anyway, so then we had... <laughs> Twins. I yes. loved this more than you did, I think. I, I think you were yeah. tepid on it. I did like it. It is bizarre. That's Absolutely what, bizarre. I really like the cover. I don't. I think it's horrible. <laughs> it doesn't... It's not scary. It's not interesting to me. I don't like it. It's like a picture of a girl but it's all smashing yeah i don't know smashing simply it's smashing. wonderful smashing very good great <laughs> yeah, very good great yeah so twins so that was about oh my god actually no the more i think about it the better it was mary lee and madrigal mm-hmm. were twins and they were getting separated uh mother and father were separating them because that's what they called their parents mother and father mother and yeah father were separating them and mary lee Mary Lee had to go to boarding school. That was a flight away. Which, yeah. Remember, because we were like, my God, that's far. Now, the exciting thing was that Madrigal had a boyfriend, John Pear. John Pear! Who wore a silk vest and kept tears in a little vial Vial. around his neck. And then drank them. And then drank them. And touched her face with three fingers below her eye, remember? Vertically, dabbed her face with three (laughs) fingers vertically below her eye. What? the fuck I want everyone to do that right now what the hell is that do you think he was trying to poison her with tiny stabs I have no fucking idea like there's no reason to be doing that there's no effect from it I have no idea what he was doing but then Mary Lee didn't need to worry because at her new boarding school the boys and the girls shared the same ski slope the same ski slope how did they cope so I mean (gasps) That's pretty low class. I can imagine not having separate ski slopes. Oh my god, I'm never sharing a ski slope. And uh, Madrigal That's had how the you most... get STDs. <laughs> Are you doing ski unprotected transmitted skiing? diseases? No, <gasps> fucking hell! I didn't even mean to make that joke. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Madrigal's skiing outfit? Please describe it for me. Uh, oh, what I was need it? to relive it. It was. Was it velvet? It was. 
Vel- it was sparkly tartan taffeta. Oh yeah, ski suit. With, she was. It was. It had velvet trim, black velvet trim. That was it. Just picture it. I've <laughs> just flicked Glorious. it open to the. Um, he looked down onto her tear like somebody telling fortunes, and a wild and boyish smile crossed his face. He ate the tear. Oh my god, John <laughs> fucking Pear. John Pear, Pear of oh, John Pear. Wow. And it was a P-E-A-R. Yeah. Like a fruit. Every time we buy pears now, I will just wander past the fruit bowl and pick up and go, John Pear. John Pear. <laughs> John Pear? When no John one Pear. else is home. No. <laughs> just to me. Just to myself. Oh, I see. Yeah. See. I thought you meant in the supermarket you would go up to a random and be like, John Pear? No, in, in my own house. Mm. It's weirder, isn't it? Anyway. Another Caroline B. Cooney. They're mm. always the best. They are the best. We've got some coming up in the next season and I'm pretty mm-hmm. excited. Oh my god. So then, this is just a recap, by the way, just mm-hmm. in case you missed any of the episodes. Um, a so, highlight reel, if you will. Uh, yes. Um, so Also, sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. again for the second time. How rude of me. I'm going to hit you with this book. <laughs> if you have missed any episodes, what are you doing? What are you go doing? Back. Go They're back free. and listen to them right now. Go. Give it, give it a go. Do, do it. Anyway. In fact, stop. <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> You're back. You're Good. back. Okay, cool. thanks. Was that yeah. fun? Great. Um, we're probably more sober on this one than on the one that you just listened to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a whole lot of fun this book was. Prizes were not won. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the opposite. So, Funhouse by Diane Ho. What a classic. Mm-hmm. What did we have in Funhouse? So we had... We had 35 characters. That's yeah. what we had. Yeah, we did. We had... Um, <laughs> Tess, she's so boring that I couldn't even remember her name among all the other characters. Oh, yeah. Tess, uh, who had a key case with her initials on And it. you hated her I for was it. so Fucking annoyed. posho, you said. Who needs a fucking key case with your initials on it? Who needs a key case? Posho. I mean... Get a key ring. Exactly. Don't come in your bag. What weirdo. <gasps> Guy Joe Jr. Oh. Guy Joe Jr. And it was him. It was him. In the end, wasn't it? <gasps> so what we could have there? his name mentioned even more. And she caught him because he'd kept a little shrine of all the things that he'd done. And then when she went through them all and she said, Kaijo Jr., did you make me fall through the floor? I did. I did make you fall through the floor. But, but Kaijo Jr., did you poison the cupcakes? Yeah, that was that was also me. But, but Kaijo Jr., did you take my engraved key case fuck yes i've done all the shit i'm confessing i did all of it oh my god tess guide your junior <laughs> basically you want to know who did it guide your junior did it and he was baby uh what's his tits uh the baby dinosaur <gasps> no that's me <laughs> no now i have to explain that i was a very rotund baby and toddler and uh, there's a picture of me in my parents' house uh, looking particularly uh, fabulously roly. And um, my boyfriend You're like a says. Perfect sphere. I am. And my boyfriend says that I look exactly like the baby from the TV show Dinosaurs, which I do. I can't comment. I haven't seen the picture. I'm excited though. <laughs> you I'm, will never see If it. you I'm don't have an actual dinosaur face in the picture, I will feel hard done by. It is uncanny, no. to be honest with you. Um, who were who were the people who had killed themselves? Can you remember? It was oh it was God. in I want to say in olden times, but it, it was, wasn't. It wasn't olden was baby. No, it was in olden days. Um, it felt like it was in olden times. Yeah, didn't it? It felt like it was in like Dust Bowl, Oklahoma. But it can have only been a decade before, a decade yeah. and a half. That's true. Yeah, because he was their 18, baby, so it could only have been about fifteen years ago. Baby O'Hare. Mm. 
Which made me think of Bucky O'Hare. Do you remember that? Oh my god. What was Bucky O'Hare? He was O'Hare? A, green, a green rabbit in space. <gasps> yeah, he was. Right? Oh my god. Was that I, good? I can't remember. Do you know what? I don't know. I thought fucking Point Horror was good, so <laughs> I feel like I Exca- shouldn't. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know what you're implying. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that I spend a large portion of my life reading them and taking notes on them, so I can't really say anything, can I? Do you remember Trudy Slaughter and Mr. I Slaughter? Do. I do remember Trudy Slaughter, and they, she fell in a hole in their back garden, which was there for no fucking reason. And was like a quarry as well. So if you if you hear some lip smacking there, that's um, Lady Reverend. Rosemary Bennett Logan. She's not our special guest me or again. And she's very upset with me because I had to take all her squeaky toys off her so she didn't squeak them on the podcast. And she got told off for being on the bed and did a really, really sad face. Like, oh God, I'm so sorry. Even she's she does so sorry. Things. I know. And then tomorrow when I leave the house, she's going to do the exact same thing all over again. And then I'll have to be like, uh-oh, <sighs> naughty. And then she'll be crawling around being like, I'm so sorry. And she's not. She's not sorry. You're not sorry if you're just going to do it again. Where's the written apology? Exactly. Lady Reverend. Lady Rev. (laughs) Well. Anyway. Lady Rev Rosie. Oh, I still love her even though she's a pain in my bum. Yeah, I can take her or leave her. (laughs) (laughs) Your ears, Rosie. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, It's amazing that Rosie wasn't in the fucking book, to be honest with you, because everyone everyone else else was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in it. You're in it. You can die laughing. Can you? Uh... We talked about this. Yeah. You can. Someone oh, did. And people were so stupid, they fell through a, a massive hole in a darkened room where light must have been coming in. Oh. And we still haven't figured out the mechanics of how do you lift up this metal disc that's in the floor. When you've only got the a space of a toothpick. Toothpick-sized space. How do you do that? <sighs> what? What, did, what happened at the end of that? Did he just get taken away for being a psycho? Yeah, he was, like, in a coma, but he would return, but oh, he yeah. hasn't returned. There is, as far as I can know, there is no Funhouse 2. Funhouse 2. So he didn't return. I'm going to look it up right now. No, okay, you do it. While we chat. Why don't okay. you tell us about... I'll tell you about the next one. Yeah. Because there are sequels to the next one, which we are going to do in subsequent series is Doesn't this make it feel like a real thing, that we're doing seasons? It's like we've got an actual plan. Mm. An actual plan for our lives. Which is a lie. I wrote things down today. We, that was organised. We wrote things in a notebook. Yeah. In fact, we had to then <laughs> have a moment, have a girl boss moment, because we were in a cafe having our podcast planning meeting, and then the admittedly very pleasant and nice, very lovely um, woman that works in the coffee shop, who I do like a lot, um, said, "Oh, did you have a nice girly chat? I love a girly catch up." And we had to be like. No. Mm, no, we didn't. We were being We were planning. Badasses. We were being big girls, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had... Is there a Funhouse 2? No, because what I think okay. happened was Diane Ho was trying to write herself a sequel mm. into, like, now it seems stupid mm-hmm. because we'll never know what happened. But I think it probably didn't sell very well because it's shit. It must have sold, because I loved it, because I was an idiot. People did know a lot about it as well. Yeah. Maybe it's forthcoming. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe she'll do a She's new one She's been soon. spending really a long time on this one. Maybe I'd, it'll win the booker. I'd love to read. <laughs> I'd love to write Funhouse 2. <gasps> oh my god. I would love to do sequels to all of these. Well, except for the shitness. <laughs> hey Scholastic. <laughs> Commissioners. We'll do it. We've got quite quiet winter ahead mm-hmm. we've got some time we could do a meta book 
about people trying to write a point horror book and then the point horror things start happening to them. Oh my god. And they, yes. They're always very quick to think that each other's trying to kill them. Yeah, they are. I always think they're trying to kill me. I mean... You have got that look sometimes. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not. I couldn't confirm or deny. We were out for brunch last week and a waitress was so incredibly rude to us that essentially she was like yelling at us to leave the restaurant about four and a half minutes after she brought the bill mm. <laughs> and uh even though the food had taken 45 minutes to come and we didn't say anything about that mm-hmm. and we tipped 20 percent mm-hmm. um and well actually it wasn't you it was annie <laughs> who did the murderous look now and then... my wife mrs Anne marie bennett logan you do not fuck with. You don't cross her. She has got patience. She works with kids with special needs. She has got patience for the entire rest of her life. She is not an impatient person. But if you are an adult who has not got special needs and therefore no excuse for bad behaviour, uh-oh. Yep. You are in trouble. And she's got that voice. She's a Glaswegian teacher. So she's got the teacher voice. Mm-hmm. But so much more so. <laughs> and she sort of stood up and she went, right. And it's like... I know. It does make you shrink. She did her teacher look at me once just to see what it was like. Um, You know that look that some teachers can do where you you know you're kind of playing up in class and so they look at you and you actually physically shrivel into a little crumpled raisin. Yeah. Yeah, she did that to me once and it was horror. I thought it would be funny because I was like, she's my wife and I love her. It's not going to scare me. Fucking hell. I'm terrified of Annie. It's, it's nightmare. <laughs> it's nightmare fuel. I was texting my partner telling him this had happened and he was like, God, she didn't know she'd picked the wrong table. And I was like, Fucking no. Hell. I scurried out of there as if it had been me. I, I scurried out of there like Rosie. Yeah, face <laughs> with your floor, belly on the floor. Massive. Yeah, just completely <laughs> laid out in the restaurant and being like, oh my God, it wasn't even me. Hello. <laughs> oh well. Anyway. We, we weren't that mean. We just were like... Can you not speak to us that way, please? Yeah, don't cross us. Yeah. We'll kill you. <laughs> We've been reading too many point horrors. We have. We'll kill you with, and we'll put all the photos in our glove boxes. <laughs> Whereas what we'll actually do is have uh, one of our wives tell you how rude you've been. Yes. <laughs> in a very That's good how we voice. deal with conflict. Um, okay, then we had, uh, episode nine was The Babysitter mm. by the OGRL. Yeah. Laura Stein. Um, Which turned out to be quite boring. Quite boring. Mm. I remember it being really exciting and quite scary. But on a reread, quite dull. Also, with a super rapey, gross love interest. Oh, yeah, who was like, hey, I'm coming over. Don't come over. Hey, I'm coming over. Oh, no, don't come over. Hey, I'm coming over. Don't come over. I'm at my job. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're here. Don't come in. I'm coming in. Don't come in. Learn no. (laughs) And eventually he did come in. Yeah. And then she snogged him. Jenny. So, oh, yeah, so she was Jenny... uh, what was Jenny Jessup? Jenny Jones? Jenny Jacob? What was her name? I Jenny... mean, you got the... <laughs> Jenny Paxman? Jenny... <laughs> no, it began with a J. Benny Logan? Je- Jenny... Jenny... Ja- Jenny Jam. Jenny Jones? Jenny Jehoshaphat? No. no. Je- <laughs> we, Jenny... don't, we don't need to know. We don't really know. You, it's going to kill you, though. It's not written anywhere in this book but or that's on the back. A, it must be, because in Point Horror they give you everyone's... Full name at the beginning. Mm, Oh my god. Nope. Not in this one. Um, I do remember that she definitely had a surname that began with J. It's almost like we didn't prepare anything. So then we had Jenny. Um, I I still kind of enjoyed it, even though Chuck was gross and rapey and Jenny, I'm sorry, 
you should not have snogged him. No, you there shouldn't. are non-gross rapey guys that you can snog instead. And also, do you remember there was a bit where he went to see her mum and all it said was, because, you know, Chuck is a, a jolly japester. Oh. He likes a prank. God. Is, was that the one, or was it a different one, with the glue and the soup? So the description of one of the hilarious practical jokes was that someone had replaced a kettle of soup in the cafeteria with a glue. kettle of glue. kettle of glue. And we were like, number one, it doesn't make sense. Number two... What a waste of soup. What a waste of glue. Honey on the track shoes. Oh, yes. Yeah, waste Is that of... in this one? Rosa, you're being very... She's really smacking her Physically lips. noisy right now. <laughs> Go and lie down. Go on. Get in your corner. I know. She wants to join in. She does. She was not into Chuck either. She wants to split the glory. You get nothing. I know. <laughs> She's looking at me from behind you like, fuck you. <laughs> she didn't get to say her name on the podcast. She's not... <laughs> Very impressed by it. Um, remember the cocaine-addled Mr. Hahn? Oh, God, yeah, with his red ears. <laughs> he would, he, was so... he was hot, but I could just picture the red ears. Mr. Hahn was a babe. No. And that wasn't his name. That wasn't the family it name. It wasn't. That's what we decided his name was, because we couldn't decide whether it was Hagen or Hagen. That was So it. we just said Hahn. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Chuck, as one of his hilarious pranks, when he went to see Jenny's mum, Mrs. Jenny... Um, he did something He did obscene. something gross with bananas. Yeah. And we don't know what it is, but whatever it is, don't do it. Either you penetrate her or yourself, <laughs> and neither a good table etiquette. But, and it must be an inappropriate penetration, because nothing on your face is big enough for a banana. Is there such thing as an appropriate penetration? I mean, I guess your mouth is. <laughs> I was just thinking, how do you eat a banana? Do you smush it up and put it in your but nose? I mean, that wouldn't be gross time. to just eat a banana, would it? What's Kirsty snorting? It's oh, it's lines of mashed banana. 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 <laughs> um, I like to eat it and then spit it out and then eat it and then spit it out like a little baby. I was going to say, like, you're feeding a baby bird. Is that mm. how you feed Rosie? Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. No, because she's a dog, not a baby. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so last of all, we had The Bride by... Deathkins. Deathkins! Which we spoke to someone else today who didn't see it as Deathkins. That is literally all I can see when I look at that name. I don't see D.E. Athkins, I see Deathkins, and it's, I can't understand why other people don't see that. Am I just a weirdo? No, no, it is what exactly what it is. Okay. The gothest cat. <laughs> Deathkins. Death kitty. Um, this was weird, wasn't it? I liked it. It was very kind of telenovela, really over the top drama because it was about um jamie who is at her cousin blaine's wedding and she's marrying into this very kind of rich family and blaine is this beautiful model and there was loads and loads of drama and it all seemed that it was all um about all these girls fighting over this mediocre pervy guy who kept following jamie around even though she's a teenager and he's like Oh, press. That was velvety. It. And he <laughs> followed her into the hot tub and then he followed her into the sauna. Mm. Oh, oh a sauna where they had another shower scene and got stuck. Oh, and they got stuck because they, the they were too hot. They were too hot. They were too hot. I got stuck. I was too hot. I. Oh, and then they had the rain of dead doves. Oh, yeah. Which was the best bit, to be fair. No, I, I still maintain it. My favourite bit was two bits just at the very start where she gets a knife stuck in her hand and she pulls it out of her hand and looks at her lipstick and the blade come on power move power move Mm -hmm. and then right at the end where she's dressed up as the ghost bride and she lifts her veil and then her dress bursts into flames oh yeah 
Amazing. That is good. I you... would do stunt training just to do that. <laughs> you, I'm going to be terrified if you learn to do that. <laughs> Don't stab me with things. I feel like that's going to come to me. If you learn to, like... Do that. If you take on this character, I'm going to get stabbed in the hand, and I really don't want to be. Yeah, I'll do the training, and then I'll do, you know, like they do an alien where he stabs in between the guy's fingers faster and faster and faster. I, I do not consent to having <laughs> my hand not stabbed by you. <laughs> you know I won't be able to do it either. Yeah. I'm not super coordinated. Oh, yeah, you'd try, you'd try and it goes straight into my, like, I'd, wrist as well. The like, very first time, I would just stab, like across the other side of the room straight or in my face or yeah. I don't want to do no, this can no. we can we cancel the plans it's best for everyone that I don't learn anything that involves fine motor skills yep mm-hmm. I'm not super great at even it. if we, like, if you took up sewing I'd end up with a needle in my eye I know because <laughs> you're too scared to do it to Annie I know <laughs> I always whenever I use a sewing machine I'm always scared that I'm going to sew my finger and then I, w- I had convinced myself that it's impossible and it can't happen and then I was watching a TV show set in a women's prison and um, that was like one of the punishments because you know they have the whole setup in the prison of like someone's mm-hmm. in charge and someone crossed the boss and she sewed her hand and it was horrible was so it, now I'm terrified again was it prisoner cell block H or bad girls or orange is the new black you were close it's actually Wentworth which oh. is a remake of prisoner cell block H oh and it's a fucking great oh. it's better than orange is the new black and what was the other one you said? Bad Girls. Oh, although Bad Girls had Nikki and Helen, which, yeah. amazing. Mm. Although sometimes I think about the lines in Bad Girls. I'm sorry if it's very unlikely that whoever wrote the dialogue would be listening to this. But um, if you are, I'm sorry. Your dialogue is really embarrassing. And I really give a lot of respect to the actors in that. Because how do you say these lines? How do you say these lines and not laugh? I can't understand it. Every time I watch a cheesy film, I think, how can the actors say these awful bits of dialogue and not laugh? Money. I don't know. Large amounts of money. But how... I think in a lot of bad films, you don't get paid a lot of money. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. I guess. I just... Maybe I... Maybe that's part of acting training. To be fair, we've how read out to laugh at them. some terrible lines from these books. Yeah, but we laughed. Almost like that <laughs> time we went to a meeting of people who weren't very good writers of things and we had to read that out. Remember? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess you can do it. Yeah. My mum at a meeting once, so in, in Scotland, a slang term for uh, poo is a jobby. Like, to have a job. It's more like what a child would say. Mm-hmm. I need a jobby, you know. Um, but you can also say a job for short. Um, and my mum was in a meeting at work once and someone was talking about, you know, that there was quite a lot of work involved in something it was going to be a big job and she said uh, oh yes it's sometimes nice to have a big job though which it could have passed without notice except she then went ah <laughs> <laughs> mama logan mama logan she got me very drunk the other night i know free wine mate. i know it's a killer i know it was great i think i feel like we all become writers for the free wine. Yeah, absolutely. For the free, mediocre wine. Just what, for hanging no, out What else is there? Mama Logan. <laughs> free wine, free books. Yep. Dream life. Uh, addiction to coffee, also. Uh, yep. Doesn't come free, though. No, no. Um, anyway, so, so that, that was our season one of ten books. So now let's do a compare and contrast. Yeah. Via the medium of these categories? Yes, okay. please. Um... I you just... can't see Heather's basically went completely horizontal <laughs> while motioning at her these, laptop there. Are we going these through this now? Ones. We'll do these ones. Okay. We've given up the pretense of being organised <laughs> or real people. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just gonna. I've come up with some mm-hmm. that I think are good categories. So tell me what you think. Okay, most ridiculous scene. So many to choose from, but like ridiculous as well. Not good, not funny. <laughs> just. I mean, I know what I think mine is. Okay, what's yours? Uh, the shower scene in Dream Day. No, but that only stands out because the rest of it's quite good. Yeah, but if... she can't open it because it's too hot. <laughs> She's just so hot. And it defies the mechanics of how a shower door works as well. I think, for me, the stupidest scene was in Funhouse where she finds all the things that Guy Joe Jr. has got (laughs) and she goes through them one by one, even though he's already said it was him, (laughs) and asks him one by one if he did it. I, I think that's the stupidest. That's true. That's pretty fucking stupid. Although oh God, I will there's say... so many, but everything in Teacher's... Literally every scene in Teacher's Pet, where he steps in the bear trap. Where he's Rowena, and then they confuse him by having a Rowena. Remember? Yeah, but he thinks he's Rowena, yeah. so why does that confuse him? And they're in Drusilla from Buffy's bedroom. <laughs> it's just so many to choose from. I everything mean, in The Girlfriend, at the end of The Girlfriend... Is ridiculous. Yeah, that where it is becomes true. literally a farce. Um, and let me say again, in the witness, uh, she puts her hand on a corpse, but it's the a shitness. fucking mop. Okay, I'm sorry, that's the winner. Yeah, that is true. The it scene is in the shit, ludicrous. She puts her hand. She goes, "Oh god, corpse! Oh no, it's a mop." Yeah, like a very incredibly thin. The only corpse. way that would work is if she was an alien who'd only been given the basic description of like sensory a, information a stick drawing of a, a human yeah and they thought that a human literally looked like a stick drawing like a yeah and then had loads of hair that was 3d yeah like a perfectly <laughs> spherical head and then 3d thick hair like a mop head and, and then also, a body that was just a line and they'd also been given the information that most humans were wet a lot of the time <laughs> they're so wet they can't open the door they're, they're damp often from the head <laughs> oh yeah winner Fair enough. Okay, yeah. that's the winner. And I don't want to... I Just in case R.L. Stein is listening, um, I'm not saying it's a quality scene. <laughs> that is not... You've not won a thing there. You should mm. be fucking ashamed. Can I add the category of... Are there any bits that were actually scary? Mm. Because I can only think of one, and that is in Twins, where John Pear and um, Mary Lee, who that, at that point everyone thinks is Madrigal, they kidnap a girl from another school... And drive her to the kind of dangerous, side of bad tracks. side of town mm. um, and leave her there. And, like, what? leave her there to be presumably raped or mugged or killed yeah. and go to drive away. And she's so scared. It's fucking horrible. It is. It's actually, actually scary. Yeah, you're like, right. Like, a lot of the book was very silly and we slagged it off, but that's actually horrible. Yeah. Okay. I can't think of a really another really scary bit. Yeah, that's the only bit in all of these ten books. I did like the bit in Perfume where she can't find which one her house is. Because oh, yeah. they're all sort of faceless apartments. That's more they? of like a an existential horror. It moment. was very JG Ballard. It was quite. Who I'm a huge fan of. I quite like that actually. That was that was pretty good. And it was also quite scary, as you pointed out, when she said to her teacher basically said to her teacher what she was going through and then the teacher was like well if a person was going through that they would be get put, put in a in funny institution. Yeah, yeah which is kind of horrible mm. also yeah so that was quite scary also although it's not really scary in the book but when i think about it it's scary in the babysitter where she's in the house alone in the middle of nowhere and chuck 
the kind of rapey guy comes and she tries to close the door and he puts his foot in the door Mm. and he won't go away and like she's not really scared and it's not really scary the way it's written but I think in real life that would be scary a guy that you don't know who's already made it clear that he does not take no for an answer won't leave when you tell him to that's fucking scary I think that's so scary because we've all been through that Mm -hmm. like um in uh, last Christmas um, I had been to uh, the BBC in Glasgow and was walking back to the subway station. So mm-hmm. it was really dark and min- midwinter. And I was on my own and I was coming to meet you, I think, somewhere. And it was rainy. And a Deliveroo cyclist. And it's like a back, weird back way mm, to the subway. I remember you telling me about this, yeah. And then a Deliveroo cyclist went past me and then cycled around and came beside me and oh. started saying some, like, oh, hey, nice legs shit to me, which is like. I know I've got great legs. I don't need you to give me that <laughs> That's confirmation, That's why I do all sir. those squats, actually. Yes, hello. I'm constantly I'm squatting right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you think my legs are nice, you should see my ass. Oh. <laughs> and then I ignored him, and then he sort of followed me all the way to the subway. And I was like, in what way do you think this is appropriate to be and following a young woman? And how woman? do you think this is going to go? Like, are you going to say, yeah, let's go and fuck in the subway tunnel also, right I'm now? Also, probably older than you, son. Mm. <laughs> don't try and intimidate me. Anyway, yeah. That's what makes it scary, because we still have it. And pretty much every woman and probably a lot of guys have been in that position. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh. Yep. I have lost my list because I... So there we go, yeah, surprise category. So I thought we were going to be like, no, no, there's no scary bits. But we actually thought of quite a few kind of scary bits. Okay, next Mm. one. Worst plot hole. (gasps) Ooh, 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 wait. Ooh. Uh, The random body in the lifeguard? Oh, yeah, maybe. The body that she trips over and then it's gone? Hmm. Yeah. That's the one that really... Or the random body in Teacher's Pet. Yeah, just the fact that there's... A guy has actually been killed. William Mm. Drew. Yeah. And there's a bleeding bag of stuff (laughs) outside the kitchen in the bin. And they comment on the fact that it's bleeding... And then it's never sorted out. Yeah. So he was there. And it was was his hand. Yeah. But no one ever really wonders about that or... And who did that? There's still know. a murderer on I the loose No, Could it have been Pierce? Okay, so Teacher's Pet is the worst for quite a few levels of plot hole. Yeah. Quite a few plot threads don't get tied up. Also, it's not really a plot hole, it's more like a shit plan. But Guy Joe Jr.'s plan in Funhouse is terrible. The level... So his plan is he wants to destroy the kids of the people who are on this board, of the boardwalk. But he has so much collateral damage. Babies, kids, old women, someone gets their leg cut off. Like... The the collateral damage is worse than the actual intended damage. Yeah, and on that note, because the bride has almost the exact same plot. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait, no, I'm thinking of something else completely there. What are you thinking? I'm thinking of a book we did for a Patreon episode. Oh, yeah, you were. The, the uh, Fear Street one mm-hmm. in the... Hey, patrons. Yep. Hey, patrons. <laughs> you you know what that, we're talking uh, about. You can see that comparison. Yeah, that's true. A lot of them do have the same plot line. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right, though. That is, it's just stupid. Just kill them. You know them. Just kill them. I know. Give them all proper pterodactyl poisoning. Yeah. And they'll die. Yeah, just... Yeah. Give them... Poison them all at once. You wouldn't do a half poisoning, would you? You wouldn't, well, like, you wouldn't be like, I've got everyone I want right here. 
I and I've already know. tried to kill them. I'm just going to make them a bit sick. No, you would do it properly. You'd get them all in one place and then, like, gas them. Yeah, do, like, oh, a Jesus carbon Christ. monoxide. <laughs> do, like, a carbon monoxide Just poison them. Thing. You're already doing the poisoning. I'm, I'm saying that because I listened to this weird story today that was about this guy who he posted on Reddit or somewhere that he kept finding these weird notes around his house, like, little to-do list notes of things that he did intend to do, but he hadn't written a note, and he couldn't figure out what was happening with somebody watching him. But then it turned out that actually there was a carbon monoxide leak in his house and he was writing the notes. So because the carbon monoxide was poisoning him, he would write the note and then forget that he'd written it. And it was good that he'd posted because someone was like, hey, random thought, could it be that? And then he got a um, meter kind of thing to check it. it, But he could have died because it's obviously very bad for you. Actually, I think I've seen a couple of these things on Reddit where someone has been like this and they, someone else has said, mm-hmm. do you want to check it's not this in your house? Like mould or carbon yeah, monoxide like, is a very common one. because and things in your house can do weird things to you. Sometimes. It's a very small amount of people on Reddit. But sometimes they're right. Yes. <laughs> and they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Hey, Redditors. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Most what, problematic teen adult relationship. I mean, it's got to be Teacher's it's Pet, It's obviously it? Teacher's it's Pet. It's obviously Gideon Drew, who is, what do we think he is? Oh, 20... He's got to be at least... In his 20s. Because he mentions going to college and he's also written books, published several novels, so he must be in his 20s at minimum. Mm. And she's he's 24. That's not okay. Okay, so uh, the most optimistic way of looking at it would be that Kate is 18 and he's what, 23? Yeah. 24? But I feel like she's younger than that. I feel like she's 16 or 17 and he's in his late 20s. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Which is not okay. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I really am troubled by this. <laughs> and, and also, do you know what? Even if they were similar ages, it's not really okay. She's there as a pupil and he's there as a teacher. Yeah. So if you want to do something with that, at least wait until you're not, you don't have that power dynamic going on anymore. Because he says... Oh, the very first time I saw you, I hoped you would be in my class. You Ooh. cannot fucking say that to a pupil. You cannot do that. Just had a thought. What if he does that every season that they have this thing on, and the whole plot is just an elaborate setup to get him out of facing charges for statutory rape? I think it probably is, because there's this whole backstory about this other girl who disappeared, and they say that, oh, Rowena killed her out of jealousy because... Her and Gideon had a thing, but maybe Gideon just, killed her. Yeah, and pierces in on it with him, mm-hmm. and then they put this whole act on. Oh, and uh, Denzel Doyle's in it as well, <sighs> and he gets his little bit of kiss at the end. Oh, they've got this nasty rape club. Yeah, God, we made this book so much darker. Bunston, why are you taking them there? Jesus Christ! Who? No one's got background checks. No. no one's got a PVG. I don't think anyone's got a PVG in this. No, I don't agree with them. Yeah, I think that's the most troubling. Are any of the other ones troubling? Really? I, I mean, mean in The Bride, they're all sex pests. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all kind of equally sex pests, to be honest. And in The Babysitter, he's a sex pest, but he's their age. No, oh, but he's... Oh, he's gross. He's the worst sex pest. Um, he's one of the rapiest, for sure. Yuck. Here we go. Most batshit. Oh, I The mean, perfume. The perfume or twins? What do you think is more batshit? No, oh, I mean, The, the Bride is also quite batshit. But the perfume awesome ending is great because... So this perfume has awoken, right? We should clarify. Dove tries this perfume and it awakens within her either 
the unborn twin named Wing that she absorbed in utero. <laughs> or it's kind of also implied that it's an ancient Egyptian spirit. spirit. Yes. Or kind of both. And it's vanquished at the end because <laughs> this is fucking serious, you guys. If you haven't read this and you don't believe me, read the book. This is literally what happens within the pages of this book. Dove goes to the mall, finds a handkerchief that smells of lilac, and then goes in the fountain. And goes like, big arms up. Yeah. Cast away. Wafts the lilac smell around, and then the spirit leaves her, Mm. which is cray-cray. There's also a really good bit in there where she sits down with her parents, and she's like, what's up, tell me your story. And they're like, well, did you know... (laughs) You actually were supposed to be twins and you absorbed the other one. And she's like, oh, she was like, wow, I thought you were going to say, like, you've just watched something on TV. Or yeah, or how's your day? a good book. Or... I'll get back a minute, mum yeah. and dad. But, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, the perfume is the most, how did you phrase it? The most bizarre, bash the most it. over the top, the most bash it. It um, is. Yeah. It is, but in a really enjoyable way. Yeah. Twins is good, comes a very close second, I reckon. I would say the perfume is enjoyably batshit. I would say the girlfriend is unenjoyably batshit. Yeah, like just offensive. Because nothing makes sense. And the way it comes together is stupid. Yes. It's like when you think, you know, if you imagine R.L. Stein literally holding all of these plot threads and thinking, I'm going to tie all these plot threads together, <laughs> and then just mashing his hands together and going, okay, done. <laughs> I think that's how he just does all the stories. <laughs> I mean, worst author of the, of the season is... Robot Stein. Yeah. By a long way. Yeah. How is he the worst. this famous? Well, I mean, he just churns them out. That is true. So, yeah. I mean, if you've got a hell of a lot of books, you're going to sell a hell of a lot of books because you've got a lot. If mm. you've got one book, even if it's great, you're probably not going to sell as many. Best author of the series? I mean, we really love Dream Date. So I really i am going to put in a vote for Sinclair Smith. But, I mean, Caroline B. Cooney... We love her. It's, it's either Sinclair Smith or Caroline B. Cooney. I feel like with Sinclair Smith, she's got a really great PSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Caroline B. Cooney, you just have no idea where you're going to end up. And you know when you're reading a Caroline B. Cooney really book. Do. They're not because we we were like, is Robot Stein? Is he a robot? Is he real? Are these books written by committee? They could be, but Caroline B. Cooney, she wrote that. She sits down with a enormous glass of red wine <laughs> and comes up with these plots. I know, lilac hanky. You know one of those that your mum gets as a joke where it fits an entire bottle of red wine in it? Oh yeah, but they're not a joke. No. They're for reals. And she, I bet she has loads of rings that have oh, loads yeah. of gems on it. And she sits down and she says, okay, my darling, here's my new book. Mm. It's about some perfume. And they're all about twins. Yes. They, they have all got twins in them. It's mm-hmm. weird, isn't it? We're going to have more Sinclair Smith and more... Caroline B. Cooney in the next series so we can expand on who we think the best is. But so far, what do you think? Is Caroline our winner? I, yes. CBC? Yeah. Kabug. She's my uh, by her. far and away favourite. Alright then. Um, best meatloaf. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be dream date. Yeah, he, he's, he's certainly the, the most meatloaf. He's certainly the most meatloafy mm-hmm. meatloaf. Um, I don't think he's a good guy. Oh, he's the no. best meatloaf character. He's rotten. Yeah. But, I mean, there's not really any other meatloafy guys, actually, hmm. in this series, I don't think. Uh, well, um, Do you think? We must have had some more meatloafs. Meatloafs. 
meat, meatloaves. A baker's dozen of mm. meatloaves. I don't think we really did, because all the other guys were either living beige... Or just... Or just sex idiot, pests. Idiot sex pests who do stupid things mm-hmm. for attention. We, we or really... Pierce oh, Cronin was a bit of a oh, yeah, meatloaf, but like a shit, really skinny one. Yeah. Hi, Rosie. Off again? Oh, she's off. Okay. away. She's offended she liked Pierce Cronin. She loved the cronut. <laughs> she would have bitten his entire head off. She would. You can snort all you want, Rosie. She just turned her back to me. Me and Rosie have got a real... Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, she's you. back. She's back. Um, right, okay, go and so, lie down. So if he's best meatloaf... Oh, all right. That, lie down right there. Okay, That's then. also fine. Worst meatloaf, Pierce Cronin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just, okay, worst male character. Oh, fucking hell. I mean, none of them are great. I think the worst... Oh, do you know what? I'm going to say that I think um, the guy out Chuck out of the babysitter is the worst. Because at least a lot of the other guys that are gross or rapey... So, like, in The Bride, he's really gross and rapey and twins John Pear is awful oh John Pear John Pear he's meatloaf is he he's a meatloaf for oh, sure I guess and then like just in a lot of them they're just really inappropriate they're really gross they don't understand boundaries but they're the baddies mm. whereas in the babysitter I think we're meant to find Chuck quite charming, charming and vulnerable and fun. he's fucking awful so I'm going to say he's the worst male character yeah because of the way that he's presented to us as well we're supposed to like him I'm changing my um, best meatloaf vote I'm saying John Pear oh do you think yeah he's a bit more like Trent Reznor yeah isn't he that's how I imagine Trent Reznor to be he's to be honest IRL. apart from being a murderer <laughs> he's probably what I thought was sexy when I was a teenager like a goth boy that takes himself far, far too, too seriously. seriously. And, oh yeah, they were having weird shit BDSM sex. Oh decided, God. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like that's what I was into when I was a teenager. And I realised quite quickly that that kind of moody, 90s Johnny Depp, I'm a poet type, maybe is quite hot from a distance. And then you within you. 10 minutes, you're like, I can't fucking stand you anymore. Mm. I used to ill-advisedly, very drunkenly make out with a guy called Naked James. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, why? Um, do I want to know why he was called that? Uh, the cop. I don't really know, because I don't remember him being naked, but then I don't remember a lot about any of it. Um, at a, like, goth metal club in Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has gone on for some periods of time. Um, but it was only on a Monday when I was very drunk. And then he invited me to be his date to his sister's wedding. Mm-hmm. And I said no, because I was like, what are you thinking? Um, and he saw me at a house party and he shouted... Um, that I was a horrible person across an entire party Aww. of people as I was leaving <laughs> across a garden. Um, and I imagine him a bit like John Pear. Like, really serious, sort of gothy. I think he used to wear black eyeliner. Oh. And then they think you owe them. You think you belong to them. Oh, yeah. Because you put your tongue in their mouth once. I... Uh, several times. <laughs> I think I've mentioned that at school I fancied this guy who was, like, a gothy guy and he wore black nail polish. I think he wore eyeliner as well and he had, like, long black hair. And um, I always really fancied him. And weirdly, he asked me out once and I said no and I don't know why. I think I was scared or something. But then he did the thing that all boys did when they asked me out at school, which was to instantly say, uh, I was only joking. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, fuck, he was only joking. No. I thought he fancied me. I think he did. Well, I know, I think so now, but at the time I didn't think so. Yeah. Anyway, years later, I bumped into him in a club and he basically shouted across and he was like, Kirsty Logan and I was like yep hi uh, but it was weird 
every time he talked to me, I was there with my friend, and he used my full name every single time. Kirsty Logan. And then he, he was, like, joking about it, and he was like, Kirsty. He was talking to my friend with me standing right there, and he said to my friend, Kirsty Logan used to fancy me. <gasps> and my friend, who I happened to have gone to high school with, was like, yeah, no, I know, we talked about it. Um, and he, he just kept going on about it, and I felt like going... I don't now. I don't now. Yeah, you manage a fucking it. super drug. Get away from me. <laughs> Fine job. Just not I if mean, you're a creepy yeah. asshole. And no. A, and an arrogant prick. If you were hot, good job. If you're a dickhead, no. Everything yeah. you do is then tainted yep. by that's, your dickheadness. That's the case of every job as well. Exactly. Um, oh, okay. yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't matter what people do. It matters how they are about it. Yeah, if mm-hmm. like someone's even a policeman. You're yeah. like, oh, hot policeman, or no, oh, dickhead policeman. Oh, yeah, exactly. It really ruins mm-hmm. that profession. Just absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're good. It's it's time. Okay, I'm ready. The most pointiest of point horrors. <sighs> so are we going to do this in a systematic way? No. Oh. I, <laughs> well, what were you going to do? Oh, have, were we going to do, like, um, the, who's the dumbest heroine? Oh, dumbest heroine, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we do that in, we do that in the episodes. Okay, so, too stupid to love heroine. Oh, uh, mm, the stupidest. <sighs> Ooh, I feel like the one in The Witness, because she's also a bitch. Oh, she's horrible. Yeah, and it's her fault, that, well, it's not her fault that she witnessed the thing, but she did break into someone's house. God, she was so stupid. Mm. Oh, I don't like The her only good thing that she did was she had um, a repair kit in her car. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I think I'm going to do Kate in Teacher's Pet. She's just so... so, I really hated the way that everyone fancies her for no reason. She's so bland. She's so nothingy. And she has kind of no opinions on anything. No, that's true. She kisses Pierce, even though she doesn't really like him. Yeah. And Denzel. She doesn't particularly fancy Gideon, but because he fancies her, she has to get together with him. It's like she has no desires. She's so passive. She's a sexy lampshade. She's no agency. She just is nothing. Okay, you can have her. I'll have Roxy. Okay then. Um, the sexiest sexy bad boy or most sociopathic, sexy sociopath. Ooh. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be John Pear. Mm, yeah, he's yeah, the mo- right. he's a genuine murderer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say John Pear. Um, what else do we do? Oh, best queer subtext. Oh yeah. Oh come on, it's Bender. It is in Bender. In The Girlfriend, it's Bender. Oh, yes. yes, David Bender. It's for that scene where um, they're at the party with... So Scotty and his best friend, Bender, are at the party and um, his girlfriend is stroking her pussy cat, <laughs> and he says, Oh, Bender, I wish I was hanging out with you. We could play with my snake. <laughs> oh, yeah! <There laughs> I wish I brought my snake. So that's got to be without no, doubt. No discussion necessary. It's not just barely even subtext. It's just a fact. It's just text. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, death toll funhouse has got to have yeah, the highest death toll also just maiming I know. Like, really awful a really high death toll and just not part of the plan a lot of people have said as well that that really actually scared them to start off that when they were little I know little, and it's the shame young. that the rest of the book really is uh, nowhere near as to... fun or scary or it peaks that. far too soon it does because that is actually scary that concept mm-hmm. of a, a funfair crash and then the rest of it is just extended family trees of their many characters i had a really weird moment i feel like in the funhouse episode i told a weird um story about a roller coaster but i had another weird roller coaster moment which was that we went over the summer uh, went on a roller coaster and my little um niece was there and it was really really hot 
that day and I don't do that well with hot weather. It was really hot, I hadn't had enough water, we'd had to wait quite a long time to get on the ride and I blacked out on the roller coaster. Oh yeah, you told me about this. And I didn't realise it had happened until I came back. So like I kind of came back awake again and thought, oh, I've just lost a bit of time there. But I remember my first thought was don't let her know that anything's wrong because I didn't want her to be frightened because she was already a bit scared. Rosie's making a scary noise. I know it's so scary. Terrifying. Um, I didn't want her to like be scared of roller coasters. So I had to just come awake and then be like, and I was still holding her hand as well. Oh. And I had to just be like, yay, wasn't that fun? But actually I was like, I just fucking passed out on that fucking roller coaster. That is so weird. It was really weird. Oh my God. I know. I think it was just because it was, it was hot and, you know. Yeah. And it went backwards as well. Oh yeah, that I can really mess help. with your inner ear and stuff. I've got fucked up blood pressure as well. And mm. anyway, it was really bizarre. Exciting anyway, times. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think that was quite scary. Um, What else do we usually do? Wait, I have notes because we're... Oh, good, okay, okay. Yeah. Good though, oh, and yeah. good, bad though. Oh yeah, so that's what we're going to choose, isn't it? So what? what's your favourite? Mm. It's really a toss-up. I feel like, okay, let's get rid of not the lifeguard, not the witness. Yep, because they're shit. Not, not the babysitter even. Not the... Well, we will leave that in for now. Not Funhouse. Yep. Um, the, not the girlfriend. You see, we can. We're actually doing pet. this by putting them onto different piles, which yeah. is why you can hear book piles. That's the the organisational nature. So our shortlist then we've immediately discarded half of them. So we've got the babysitter, the bride, twins, dream date, or the perfume. Mm. Take the babysitter out. It was too boring. Yeah, and take the bride out. Yeah, too weird. So oh, oh, look at them. We've got two Caroline B. Coonies, twins, dream date, and the perfume. That's a really strong top three. I know. I'm Almost gonna too pick... strong. Oh, it's... I'm going to say it's a toss-up <gasps> between the perfume and dream date. Oh. What do you think? You want to keep twins in? For, is this for good, though? Yeah. Okay. Okay, if... no, dream date's good. Yeah, if, if my... The perfume's batshit. If a little cousin of mine said, what point horror... Oh, you see, actually, if I had to recommend a point horror to a young teenage girl... This is the one I want them to read. I want them to read Dream Date to take the message away, but also Perfume is more entertaining. See, so I, I did think Dream Date was entertaining, and I thought it was scary as well. Yeah. And quite well written. Okay, then it's Dream Date, isn't okay. it? Okay, it's Dream Date. Oh, but the Perfume. But it's so good. That can be the second one. Okay, so they're almost equal. They're, Dream Date and the Perfume are almost equal top, but Dream Date slightly edges. And I feel, I feel like Caroline B. Cooney's getting silver and bronze. That's there. true. So if she needs to smelt down the materials <laughs> to sell them, she's almost come out on top from yeah. Sinclair Smith. Yes, that's true. So she has to, to straddle the podium. Yeah. Second and third place. You, she can lie across the bottom yeah. and Sinclair Smith can sit on her back. Yeah. Okay. Let's cool. do which one's actually bad. Bad. Not even good bad. Just what's bad. actually bad. Okay, so we have to take out the Let's perfume. See. All those. Yeah, so, so all of our dream good date, ones aren't included. Dream date, perfume, twins, the bride, so and babysitter are gone. It's weird, it's split into like half that we thought were quite good and half that we thought were quite bad. Yeah. So the ones that we thought were quite bad... Oh, taking Teacher's Pet out. Oh, okay, because I, was I quite liked fun. it. I thought it was good. So, um, Funhouse. Mm. Oh, yeah, remove Funhouse. We yeah. enjoyed Funhouse. Okay, okay so we've worst got... Three? Oh, look, both R.L. Steins. <laughs> the Girlfriend, The Witness, or The Lifeguard. I think the girlfriend's too memorable. Yeah. I think the witness and the lifeguard... Oh, but the girlfriend's offensive. It's annoying, but it's not the worst book. Because you still... You're annoyed enough into wanting to read it. I'm going to say the, the shitness is the worst. Oh, but... Because the lifeguard was fun in the... 
the girl had gone missing and they all instantly <laughs> were like, to, yeah. she's dead, let's no, go over it. You're right, it's the, the witness. Shitness. The, the shitness by R.L. Stein Is the worst. It's the absolute worst one. Yeah, actually, by quite a way. Yeah. Because it annoyed me, but I was also too bored. Yeah, because it's not... Because a lot of them are very silly. So, like, the lifeguard or the girlfriend are very silly, but that makes them quite fun. Because you can kind of... Not even hate-read them. You can just, like, silly-read them. Yeah. But the witness was also boring. Uh, let, let me just read this to you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, she reached out and swallowed hard as her hand touched something soft and stringy. <laughs> and damp. <laughs> hair. Someone's hair. Ugh. A low moan ex- escaped Roxy's throat. Her hand <laughs> grasped the hair. Long hair. Girl's hair. Sexist. <laughs> Someone in here is in the darkness with me, Roxy realised, pulling her hand back in terror. Someone is here. Someone cold. And dead. Next chapter. Roxy's hand slapped the wall. She p- fumbled for the light switch. Blah, 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 blah. It was a mop. The damp, stringy hair <sighs> hung from a kitchen mop. Yeah, get... Think about what you've done. That's shit. <laughs> Go and crawl on your belly like Rosie Bennett Logan. Yes, be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Or have a very long and very illustrious career. Lustrious? Be, be one of the most successful teen horror authors of all time. <laughs> I reckon that's going to be a bit contentious. I would love our listeners mm. to get in touch with their... Best and worst season one books. Yes. Do you want to defend Bobbitt Stein? Do you not like Caroline B. Cooney? Yeah. I want to hear both ends of your pointiest of point horror spectrum. Both pointy ends. Yep. In Heather's box of like sticks. sticks. In the box of sticks. <laughs> oh, the... we haven't done good, bad. Well, that was just bad. Okay, so good, we've done, bad. So we've done good, we've done bad. What's good, bad? So it's going to be on, in the middle. teacher's pet. Yeah. yeah. That was no, the best good, yes, bad. Absolutely. It was so fucking good, Awful. bad. Awful. Stressful, funny, deeply entertaining. Yep. Okay, good, bad, teacher's pet. Okay. Disagree? Come at us, bitches. Mm. (laughs) Did you think any of the others were more good, bad? Do you not agree with the concept of good, bad? If something is good, is it just good? I think the runner-up for good, bad is Funhouse. You liked Funhouse way more than I did. Also, it really annoyed me. Oh, I see. So you're saying good, bad is like a hate read? Yeah. Mm. I feel like a lot of my life is a hate read. (laughs) Yeah, quite often you say you hate a book, and I say, why did you read it to the end? And you're like, oh, I was invested by that. I know, I don't get it. Read something better. I have a lot of repressed rage that I need to get out. Okay. You could maybe get a punching bag instead of hate reading. Yeah. I could do not. It did used to do Krav Maga. There you go, maybe I should do that again. Maybe I should pick up Krav Maga. Maybe Maybe in the winter I will. And then no one follow me home. You could do that. Fuck you up. And meanwhile, listen to audiobooks. Why are you doing flappy gills? This is me putting my earphones (laughs) in. What are you doing? Flappy fish man. Put put your flappy fish man hat on. (laughs) Don't Um, know why I was doing that. Okay, this is it. Yes. That's us done. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, Do you agree? Yeah, um, if you don't, we don't care. No, I do. <laughs> we do care. We do care. We do care. Um, we do care, but also we read all these ten books quite recently and suffered mightily. If you too have done this, you too may have an opinion. If you've read all ten, let us know. Because mm-hmm. you deserve something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. A shout out. <laughs> Some therapy. Whatever. A really strong drink. Yeah, which we've had quite a few of. Um, apologies. Mm-hmm. Not today. No. We're stone cold sober today. Yes. Um, sorry if we've been a bit drunk. Did you like it? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
should we, should we get only more podcast drunk? drunk? Mm. Um, so that's the end of season one. Yes. Here's what's going to happen. And thanks Logan. for joining us for the whole season, yeah, by the way. Yeah, thanks, man. If you've not thanks. listened to the entire season, uh, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of that. <laughs> Sorry. Go back and listen. We're not taking them off. We're not... Yeah, they're, they're free. You can do whatever you want. They'll be there for you when you're ready. Yeah. Also, thanks to everyone who let us know where they were listening. Oh, yeah. And let us, about, let us know about their teenage scream nights. I love which that. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, if you do want to let us know anything, you can get us on our social media, which is Kirsty. On Instagram, we are at Teenage Scream Pod. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, we are Teenage Scream underscore. Yes. Yeah, send us your pictures. Mm-hmm. Send us your pictures of your merch, your mm-hmm. like t shirts. People are wearing a lot of the. Point Horror t-shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, your collection, if you've got oh, a Point yeah. Horror collection. There's been some amazing collections. Yeah. And let us know which ones you want us to cover. Oh, because yeah. Because season two is full, mm-hmm. but season three is wide open. Yeah. Season two is full, by the way, of only listener requests. Yeah. We, which, we, yeah, I'm so into it. Mm-hmm. We are going to go on hiatus for a month, mm-hmm. um, because Kirsty Logan is on residency. Yes. For next month. We wish we didn't have lives outside the podcast, but but we do. Sadly, we must. So yes, all of September I will be away. Uh, I will be lying down in a darkened room <laughs> to get over the previous eight months of the of the year. Um, I might emerge for a little bit and then go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, we are back on October the second, mm-hmm. if all goes to plan. Um, but if you can't wait. I'll... And who could? And who could? Who wouldn't miss this? Our lovely patrons. Mm-hmm. Our meatloaf patrons. You done, Rosie? You quiet? She's coming yep. in for a little coming stretch. In. Okay, there we go. Rosie's a meatloaf, for go. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, our lovely meatloaf tier patrons will be getting their usual bonus episode in that month. Yes, yeah, so they don't have to have a month off. They will not miss out. Um, and let me tell you, we're covering some brilliant things for the podcast bonus. Patreon bonus what it's going to be. Oh my god, yeah. While we're off, <laughs> this is another listener... A suggestion. Yeah, so on the Patreon-only special episodes, we've already covered two Fear Street Street books by Robot Stein, which we fucking hated. Oh my god, I hated them so much. They were It almost gave me energy how much I hated them. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But next... We're going to be covering reader favourite Christopher Pike. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be covering Whisper of Death... Because there was such a great conversation about it yes. on our Twitter feed that we we couldn't turn away from it. So we're going to be and covering this cover. One. My God, what a cover! We're going to be telling you all about this book, and I'm pretty excited. Pretty sure that's what I look like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen sun for a little bit. Um, so yeah, our Patreon listeners will be getting their episode in September. Um, our first season two episode is going to be. Kirsty, in case you want to do some pre-reading, is going to be The Mall by Richie Tangsley Cusick, um, which is the best cover. It is amazing, and I remember loving The Mall and being quite afraid of it when I was a kid. I don't remember reading this one, so I'm really excited. I did, and I remember thinking, I loved The Mall and I loved The Waitress because I thought working in a mall or working in a diner were both incredibly cool, glamorous jobs. They're your dream jobs now. They're, I know. I think just because where I was growing up, we didn't have diners or malls. And I don't know why I thought it was different than a cafe or a shopping centre. Because they're, they're not. Because they're in America. I know. And they've got their different name. Glamorous. Much cooler. Mm. Um, yeah, is there anything else we need to say? Just a huge thank you. Just thank you. Yeah. We've, we just started this podcast for funsies because we love these books and we love to waffle shit. 
yeah. to each other. And drink gin. And drink gin. And we're just really glad that you join us. Yeah. And we've got some really exciting things mm-hmm. planned for season two. Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm not going to mention of them any of them, even though I really I want know, to. I'm not going to. I know. We'll keep it a surprise. Yes. But we're really excited. Thanks for sticking with us. Anything that you can do to um, join the club and get involved is great if you want to leave us a review we would just appreciate it so much if you want to share it with your friends tweet about us instagram about us absolutely anything we just so appreciate it reviews on itunes especially help us they do um and everything that we are currently continuing to do is through your support yes uh the patreon if you want to help us out that way you can if not just spread the word just spread the point her love yeah you are the pointiest of point horror listeners. <laughs> You're the best. Um, so thank you, and we'll see you in October or mid-September if you're a meatball. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.